Good morning, and welcome to O Readers Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, December 3rd, 2014. Today we are reading from the Big Book, Chapter 2, and we are at page 18, Paragraph 2. Today's readers are Deborah S., Deb W., and Penny C. The reference number for Tuesday, December 2nd, is 7078. That's 7078. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Anita L. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everybody. The 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of their wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to to compulsive overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. With that, I pass. Thank you, Anita. I will now ask Alita P. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. Good morning, all. The 12 traditions, this is Alita P. from Minnesota, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. 
two. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion, We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of these traditions, all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions of recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 18, paragraph 2. I will ask Devorah S. to begin reading, and she will read two paragraphs. Thank you. Hi. Good morning, everyone. This is Devorah S. from New Jersey. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. We hope this volume will inform and comfort those who are or who may be affected. There are many Highly competent psychiatrists who have dealt with us have found it sometimes impossible to persuade an alcoholic to discuss the situation without reserve. Strangely enough, wives, parents, and intimate friends usually find us even more unapproachable than do the, than do the psychiatrist and the doctor. Okay, so, you know, um, the previous paragraph before what I read, just to give you a little summary, we were reading yesterday that this is an illness 
um, and um, and we had to come to believe that it is an illness, and that was a real relief for me uh, because I always thought of it as a moral issue. I couldn't stop eating once I started. Once I stopped, it always came, I could I had to finish every bag and every box. Um, and I didn't understand. I thought it was a moral issue. I thought there was something that this was it. I was just stuck with this thing, and and I couldn't get out of it. You know, like there were all kinds of people around, but I was afflicted afflicted with this, and this is how I have to live my life. Woe is me. And the truth is, when I came into program and I heard that this is an illness, I I like oh wow, so much felt. I it just felt I felt relieved that like, there is there there is something that I can do. You know, I like, I'm a kind of person with, you tell me what to do, I'll do it. Like, I don't want to look for these highfalutin things. I can find, you know, if you tell me, I can do it, and it, it'll work out. So that was a very big comfort for me, um, to hear that in this book, that, and going to meetings and seeing people who stopped their behaviors around the food and were staying absent, and, and they could do it, I could do it too. Um, and it's kind of funny how the next paragraph says, um, you know, a psychiatrist or uh, who have dealt with us sometimes is, finds it impossible to persuade them to discuss this in, in you know their situation without reserves. You know, and I could totally understand that. You know, how often I've been to the doctor, um, and he would say to me, you know, you really need to lose weight. You really need to. And I just like I, I like cringed. I didn't want to talk to him. What does he know? What does he know about me that you know, it's so easy for him to say, just stop, don't eat, you know. But, you know, he just didn't get it. He didn't know this, this, um, you know, how, how this, how this eating um, affected me in all areas of my life. And I just did not want to, um, to, to talk to him about it. Um, and, um, you know, it is so encouraging to know that I have this fellowship here who is here every morning, and I hear the messages that is my story. Um, and that, that to me, is, is amazing. I'm not alone in this program. You know, we have, the previous page says it's the we. We of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are all here together for a common solution. And this chapter is, there is a solution. And that gives me a lot of hope, and it gives me a lot of strength. And it, it, um, makes me a uh, a person who I am today, you know, thank God for the work of these 12 steps and staying abstinent, you know, I have a lot of hope and I have a new life and with that I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you. Who would like to share on this um, paragraph, these two paragraphs? Press star one to unmute. Leslie F. Okay, Leslie F. Go ahead. Well, um, <clears throat> I um, I'm recovered in Illinois, and uh, very grateful today. And and um, thinking back about all the psychiatrists and therapists, and I was analyzed, guys, persuaded to everything that could be possible, but I was never of the reality, the true problem. And I was never comforted 
by the fact that there is a solution. Only someone else that knows it and has been through it can uh, do that. And um, all that time just delayed the, the truth, the true fact that I am a compulsive either, and it, it, is, a, it is a disease. And um, I had to find people that I could identify with so that so that knew I was in the right place, that I knew, that I believed that there was and is a solution. Until then, it was a waste of time and a waste of money. Um, and I am very grateful today that through this program, especially through Vision for You and the power of these words in the big book, I have been informed, and it is a great comfort now to have this solution and this kind of recovery. So with that, I'll pass and wish everyone well. This is Liz. Can I say? I'm sorry, Liz? Yes. Okay. Anybody else like to share? After Liz. This is Beth. I'd like to share, too. Lisa? Okay, Liz, Vasa, and Lisa. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Liz S. I'm a compulsive overeater uh, recovering in Philadelphia. And uh, I actually just wanted to comment on, you know, what the Fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous could do for me that um, that no psychologist ever could. Um, I spent a lot of my years in high school seeing therapists who offered all kinds of suggestions that were really like tools to try to um, <clears throat> get me to stop compulsive eating, they would say, well, when you have that urge to eat, why don't you take a bath? Or when you have that urge to eat, why don't you go for a walk or call a friend? And, um, you know, if you have the urge to eat, why don't you write about your problems? Or, you know, we would talk every week about my past and you know, things in my life that might be causing the problem. And I think the message that I've really taken away from um, this chapter, there is a solution, is that I don't need to know why I'm doing it. Um, As it says somewhere in this chapter, you know, we we couldn't solve the riddle. Um, But what I did need was another compulsive overeater who knew that I couldn't just make up my mind to take a bath or go for a walk or do something different unless I had a spiritual experience, um, unless I developed a relationship with God that would um, take away my desire for the food and give me the power to keep abstaining one day at a time. So I'm very grateful to have found that solution and to have heard it from people who do know exactly what it's like to go through what I've gone through. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Liz. Vasa, you're next. I was muting and unmuting. Thank you, everybody. Okay, great. Thank you. And good morning, everybody. I'm Vasa O, recovered compulsive overeater calling from Florida. And looking back before I came to program, I explored everything that I heard of but nothing could 
stop me. I mean, I kept on looking for the solution, you know, reading all kinds of diet books, and doctors gave me uh, the diet, and I went to the Weight Watchers. I went to Gloria Stevens to exercising. I practiced um, little bulimia, little anorexia, anything to control my food addiction. And uh, again, uh, when I came and started reading the big book, and I learned it was an illness, and uh, I was terrified. I really was afraid I was going to die. You know, if I didn't take the prescription, if I didn't do the directions that were laid out here in the this big in the big book, I'd just die because there was nothing more to explore. I mean, I when I went to the Weight Watchers, I measured, I weighed, I counted calories, I did everything I could to control it. But I always end up into out of control. You know, nothing, I, nothing, whatever I did, I could not stop. I always back in, back into the food addiction. And again, you know, I needed to find a power greater than myself to help me, and to and to take the direction, the solution that's in the big book. And but I did, I remember when I want when the re, the compulsion returned when I wanted to eat. Uh, my sponsor would say to me, "Pray to God, go and take a bath, go for a walk. You know, I mean, I you know, do your laundry, do whatever it takes. Don't give in to your addiction. You know, and I did use the tools, and they were helpful helpful at that time. But you know, till you know things." Started till I was going through the withdrawals, and then you know I was going through the emotional stuff, and I still go sometimes through emotions. That's why we do the steps, you know. But I was just so so relieved that there was a solution in for me, and this was the solution. And again, this paragraph after this, she won my confidence. So I'm just going to listen to everybody else, and thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Vasa. Lisa, your turn. Press star one to unmute. Hi, this is Lisa M., and I'm calling from Massachusetts, and I am a compulsive overeater. And I wanted to comment on both of those paragraphs because I, yeah, both of those paragraphs because I can relate to both of them, and I've experienced. Examples of both of them, I, you know, when I was eating compulsively and feeling like I'm going crazy and knew that there was something wrong with me and why couldn't I stop eating and, you know, I guess I need to go to therapy, maybe they'll tell me what's wrong with me and, and of course, they were very nice and we chatted and we talked about my life, but, you know, I would leave there like, you know, are we done? Is this it? I'm supposed to figure it out from this. And then, you know, oh, maybe, you know, I'm depressed and I would get medication for that and the medication wasn't working, so maybe I need more. And um, knowing that there was something else, there was something I was missing, and I am so glad that I came into this program. I mean, it just, you know, it was such a relief, it's such, you know, a blessing, and, you know, God brought me here, and God will bring me through, and, you know, 
you know, I also related to my family. If they even said one word to me about gaining weight, that was it. I'd be mad. I'd be storming around. I was, you know, they don't get it, and how dare they, and it's just awful, you know, to just go around all the time just confused and nowhere to turn and, you know, nobody getting it. And then I watched the newsroom and, and people got it. And, you know, you know, I, when I first heard of you, you know, it's unmanageable and I was just like, that's me, that's me. And so I am just so happy to be uh, in this program. So glad I found visions for you and I am working the steps and I just feel so much better. And I thank God for all of you and um, with that I pass. Thank you. Thank you. Who else would like to share on this these two paragraphs? Hi, this is Kathy Kay in Boston. Okay, Kathy. Go ahead. Thank you so much for your service. Um, I'm Kathy, a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm really identifying with what's been said um, and what's in our text today. Uh, What I'm aware of is how long it took me to really take step one and to really accept my powerlessness. I needed to hear over and over again the connection between um, what's written in this book and my experience with food, and I heard it from fellow travelers on this line. It was too easy for me to discount my experience um, because I was not someone with a lot of weight to lose, but I certainly had the... um, mental disease and spiritual malady uh, that's talked about in this book. It was only by listening and reading and rereading and examining my own experience that I really came to see how powerless I was and still am. And so um, I'm just so grateful for everyone on this line and for our daily um, meeting which helps me to remember each day what I need to do in order to live in recovery. And it's so beautifully laid out in these pages. And with that, I pass. Okay, would anyone else like to share these two paragraphs? Okay, well, I'll jump in. This is Katie up a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia. And um, this paragraph, you know, highly competent psychiatrists who have dealt with us have found it sometimes impossible to persuade an alcoholic to discuss his situation without reserve. And, you know, this is just a lot of um, comfort for me because I did try to talk to a therapist and I tried to talk to a minister and I tried to talk to so many people and now that I've recovered and I have this network of of fellows and a sponsor you know I don't have to do that anymore I don't have to try to explain myself to the world at large and it's so um, comforting to be able to practice my own anonymity I don't have to 
make everyone understand me. Um, we have this fellowship that is, that's what it's for. And I'm just really grateful um, that the big book addresses that, that, you know, there's no, um, you know, yes, I would like for psychiatrists and doctors to know about this program so they can recommend it to others. But uh, I really think that um, someone who has gone before me, who has gone through what I'm going through, that is the only person who can help me. Uh, that's who God uses in my life. And with that, I'll pass. Um, let's move on uh, to the next paragraph. Deb W., will you please read that? Hi, this is Deb W., uh, Recovered Compulsive Eater in Oklahoma. But the ex-problem drinker who has found this solution, who is properly armed with facts about himself, can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours. Until such an understanding is reached, little or nothing can be accomplished. And so when I look at this paragraph, I look at um, the ex-problem drinker who has found this solution. But even more important than that is who is properly armed with facts about himself. And this is what I I find um, is all that's necessary uh, for me to uh, help others is the to is my history. You know, is I don't have to come up with anything new and smart and you know brainy. Uh, I just have a story. I have an experience that in conversing with people who still suffer like I did, um, I can they, they believe me. They believe that I understand the dilemma uh, that they're that they are in, you know, better than anything I could, you know, try to to know uh in the in intellect. Um and so what are the facts about me? Well, that I had a problem with food and that my life is unmanageable. And what is my story? My story is my experience. You know, what we can identify in together on is my experience. And it just amazes me so many people that I talk with and those that I sponsor our stories are parallel. I mean, we are, it's almost as though they're telling my story or I'm telling their story. Um, and what, what else is, are the facts? The facts are that I have shortcomings, and that was the real problem. That was the problem that was under the food problem, was that I have shortcomings that make life hard for me to live, impossible for me to live. And so I would take time out. And when I took the time out, I got in trouble with food because that was my buddy. I stopped wanting to be bothered with people and life and wanted instead to take the time out to just get a quick uh, fix, uh, a, a, sense, a sensation that, you know, was just, you know, amazing but short-lived. And along with that, uh, the facts is I had assets. There are things that are great about me. And you know what? I used to get so addicted to all the bad things because, you know, I'd be crying in my beer 
all the bad things about Debbie, but you know what? God gave me positive things too. And as we walk through this uh, step work, we're able to look at the positives and own those instead of, you know, making the excuse that everything is bad about us. And what uh, what else was came about in these facts and this experience was a spiritual awakening through the steps that uh, I never had before. I learned about uh, a relationship with a power greater than me. I learned about a relationship with God. I learned how to nurture that relationship. And I was able to uh, tell about that and there was an interest, there is an interest in those that saw that I knew their problem and saw that, you know, I'm not in that problem today, you know. And so, you know, I'm curious. I want to know what has she got. I want what she has. And um, that, you know, that dependence, what I have on that power, that dependence is something that grows and grows. And I don't, I don't have the answer. I don't have to have the answer. And, you know, and the food stopped and the relationships were mended. You know, people that I wouldn't have had anything to do with me today, I can uh, can, uh, now have a decent conversation with and have a relationship with. So these are the things that, you know, the new life, living life on a spiritual basis, living life uh, out of the old ideas, you know, looking for new ideas that come to me on a regular basis. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Deb W. Who would like to share on this paragraph? This is Betty B. Anna H. Bella, Paula. Marcy B. Marcy. Carol G. Anna H. Carol G. And Hannah H. Lonnie P. And Lonnie P. Okay, let's go in Bella, Paula, Marcy, Marcy, Carol, Hannah, and Lonnie. Bella, you're up. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella, and I'm a thankful recover compulsive overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Until such an understanding. Yes, an understanding. It's such a a big word for me that I never had, I never understood what mean to understand, to understand me, and I should understand others. You know, before the program, I didn't believe that people understand me because I always heard blaming and judging. I was never enough. I was never doing good things. I was always blaming, blamed and judged. And also me, when I was with other people, I don't think I understood people because I was very much afraid what people will think about me. Oh, that person is saying such things. What does she want for me? I was in competition. I was jealous. I I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust nobody. And now, thank you, God, I am in the program. Yes, it's an understanding, completely understanding. I know that I can talk 
with people in the program and they will not judge me. They will not blame me. They are looking at my other parts in my personality. They know that if I will say I did a mistake or I, 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 you know, yes, I have my character defects and people in the program understand me. They don't judge me. It's such a freedom. And the, the, the nicest thing is that in the program I found people that they don't have to be like me. We are different cultures, different languages, sometimes different religion, and yet we understand because we learn here in the program from our experience. I can share my experience and suddenly I see, yes, other people are going through the same thing. We are all human. We are all connected to the same higher power, the power of accepting. It's such a freedom. Yes, only here in the program I found the understanding, the listening without blaming and judge. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Bella, Paula, your turn. Paula, press star one to unmute. Well, I thought I heard Paula. Okay, let's go on with uh, Marcy. L, I think it is. Um, it was Marcy B. Okay, sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. okay. That's okay. Um, this is my first time sharing, and I am very new to the program. I got in late on the call. I don't even know what the reading was this morning, but just listening to the other responses, uh, like the one of the previous um, individuals said, it's like people were telling my story too. And... I mean, just the whole going through therapy and just looking for things in your past and stuff like that. And right now I'm really struggling because this is the time of year, I don't know why, that I, I do struggle. So um, just I've just been in a a bad place. And I don't fully understand it, but and, and, and I didn't even know if continuing to listen to these calls would even help because I haven't been doing it that long, probably like maybe two weeks. Um, but today's conversation is really resonating with me. And I don't know, I'm, I'm ready to move, but I don't know how. And I'm ready to understand myself better. And... <clears throat> And it's good to know that there are people out there that do understand me, just like the other lady was saying, and I don't have to explain myself because there are people in my family and around me that don't. Um, so this is very encouraging to me. I don't know what my next step is going to be, but I'm going to continue to listen to the calls, and it's it's just I'm grateful that you all are here. And I'm going to reach out and thank you for letting me share. 
Well, thank you so much, Marcy B., and keep coming back. Okay, Carol G., uh, you're next. Carol G, please press star one to unmute. Okay, uh, let's move on then to Hannah H. Good morning, can you hear me? Yes. Hi, this is Anna H from New York. I'm a compulsive reader. I'm recovered for today. Um, okay, so this little paragraph for me says everything because in this disease, um, basically what I want to do is isolate, you know, if I have my will and my way around it, I want to isolate from people, places and things. Um, and that whole first step of being powerless over people, places and things, you know, it escapes above my head when I'm in this disease. I think I am either in charge and in control of the people, places, and things, or I think I'm controlled by them. So when we're armed with proper facts about ourselves, we can help another help another person with this addiction. And I, what I love today is that the big book um, and this program and the steps have told me, so boiling it really down to basics, like getting it real down and dirty, my solution is through the steps being of service. We get to that step 12 when we work through all the steps and we're of service to other people. And the only way that I can do that is being armed with proper facts about myself, which doesn't mean <clears throat> necessarily self-knowledge, but it means that I know what the doctor's opinion has told me. <clears throat> it means that I know that I have a disease, that I have an allergy, and that certain types of eating and being in this addiction do not work for me. And also sharing my experience, strength, and hope in an honest and open way. Because this is really truly one of the promises um, for us that we will be of use. You know, um, no matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. And that feeling of uselessness and self pity will disappear. So this is telling us that we can help someone. We are given a special gift because we've had this disease, because I've had this disease, because I've had the experience that I've had with it. My story will resonate with someone, and someone will understand and hear the desperation and say, oh, I've experienced that. And then they'll hear the recovery, and they'll say, oh, I want that, and there's hope. And so they'll either reach out to me or they'll reach out to someone and hear that there is a solution through these steps and through um, this text that we're given. So I just want to reach out today to the newcomers. If you're on the line and you're unsure, um, keep coming back. Give it a listen. Speak to people. Um, if you are feeling like you're caught up in the food, if you're feeling like you're in relapse, if you're feeling like you don't have a solution, just just try. Just stick with this. There's an old saying, after 30 days, we'll refund your misery. You know, and the 30 days was free, so give it a try. Just see how you feel, because there is serenity and peace of mind. Thank you. And I'm going to leave my uh, 
my number for you. So it's 917-684-5033. Thank you. Thank you guys for being here. Bye-bye. Thank you, Hannah. Anna or Hannah? I'm not sure. Okay, Lonnie P., you're next. Hi, this is Lonnie P., uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Florida. Um, this paragraph, and again, it's, it's in italics, which means it's, it's really an important paragraph. You know, back in the day when they first wrote the big book to write in italics cost extra money. Um, so it, it's telling me I really need to focus in here. But, you know, the two previous paragraphs leading up to this, you know, I was not approachable, you know, and the average person is not approachable by a family member, by a doctor, because the truth of the matter is, you know, I didn't think that anyone could understand me, and I didn't feel comfortable, you know, talking to anyone like that because I felt judged, you know, and I think that that's the biggest thing here is that, you know, when somebody else is talking to us, you know, they're not they're not walking my sh- in my shoes. They don't know that once I put certain foods in my mouth that I can't stop and how ashamed I am, you know, that I walk around with this deep shame and remorse when I've done that, you know, to, so for the average person to say, you know, why don't you just put it down or why don't you moderate or this or that, you know, all that does was, all that did for me was deepen my shame. But, you know, walking into these rooms and hearing other people for the first time I realized that I wasn't alone and that other people got it and other people experienced the same thing. And it was walking in these rooms and hearing other people share, you know, other, you know, recovered compulsive overeaters on, you know, what they did or, you know, all about the the mental twist and, and the allergy. And I started to get it, you know, and I started to, to realize that it wasn't just me not having enough willpower, that it was, it was like far beyond me and that I couldn't control this on my own, you know, and that was disconcerting at, at first to hear that I couldn't do this, but yet the facts were there. I could not do this. I can't do this on my own. Absolutely not. And I've tried and tried and tried again, you know, and I just can't. So it's only by working these steps in this program and having numerous recovered people that I can talk to, you know, when things are happening in life, you know, to prevent that mental twist and certainly to prevent me from taking that first compulsive bite. So, you know, I'm so grateful for all the people that get it. And I'm so grateful that you know, that I get it now and that I too can carry the message and share my story and perhaps help another compulsive overeater, you know, who's first coming in these rooms or or who's been in the rooms and hasn't gotten it yet. So, you know, just so powerful this reading and just really grateful to be on the line. Thank you so much. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Lonnie. And uh, it's Carol G. back, which she'd like to share. Hi, yes. <laughs> I know that happens. We get bumped off. So, Carol, you're up. Thank you so much. <laughs> 
it's with calling long distance these things happen um hello vision for you uh, what a lovely day it is and thank you for everyone being here uh, my name's carol g recovered in england yeah um i hope i don't say the exact same thing as someone else but i, I you know when I came into Vision for You, it was a complete stranger that took me through the big book study. And um, I mean, of course, I live in a completely different country. And I trusted everything that this stranger said because they'd walked the path before me. They knew everything about me. We were the same. And, you know, she wasn't killing herself with food. I still was. And so I just began to trust. I don't even trust my own doctor that much. Um, so... Actually, what was going on with me particularly was that being a, a longer time member of Overeaters Anonymous was getting in the way of the power that's contained in this book because I was still doing an awful lot, in fact, too much of some of the tools. Um, and when my new sponsor said to me, um, try to make a little less outreach calls and writing and, and etc., um, I was a little bit frightened at first, but because she was an ex-problem drinker and recovered and I was trusting her guidance, I tried it and, you know, miracles began to happen. I stopped calling as much and began turning to the book. I stopped writing as much and began opening the book. And I kept remembering her words. The relief is in the work. The relief is just in the work. Everything you need to do is in the work. So once I began my journey and kept referring to the book and let the book guide me, it was a miracle. Miracles have taken place in that in that short space of time. And so, yes, you know, I liked to seek to be comforted, but obviously I always ended up being comforted by the food or by people. But in the end, it was the process, the step work, the work I was putting into it that gave me so much. And I'm ever, ever, forever grateful to the person who, who got me through this. So thank you so much. And I pass. Thank you, Carol. Okay, who else would like to share on this paragraph? Rabia. Okay, Rabia, go ahead. Good morning, everyone. This is Rabia M. from New York, compulsive overeater. And so I thought I was an ex-problem eater because I had found this solution, these 12 steps, and I was living in 10, 11, and 12, and I didn't think I had to weigh and measure my food anymore because now I had found my power that was stronger than my uh, compulsive overeating. Um, so, however, as time went on and I got down to maintenance weight, um, I started just adding abstinent foods on because I didn't want to lose, I didn't want to lose any more weight. And so uh, the more abstinent foods I added on, the more I wanted to eat. And so here, now I'm armed, properly armed with facts about myself, because I have been talking to a lot of long-term recovered compulsive overeaters who still weigh and measure their food. I was flabbergasted. I, w I just couldn't even believe it. Four years recovered, nine years recovered, still weighing and measuring their food. I never heard of such an absurd thing. I thought I'd never have to weigh and measure my food again. 
And and the the fact is now the fact that I'm armed with is that I am a compulsive overeater, which means I will eat compulsively, um, and that's just the fact. That's just the fact. So today is day two for me of weighing and measuring my food and the the deep surrender and the relief I feel and the peace in that surrender. Uh, the reign of terror is over, and and more will be revealed. You know, I'm just seeing now that so many, so much of my ten step work over the last couple of months um, has been directly re- put, related to my um, restlessness, irritability, and discontent that has been in my around my food, eating what I want when I won, even though it was abstinent and even though I was still losing weight. So I, anyway, I just wanted to share my truth because I know every time we share our truth, we help somebody. And so that's my truth for today, and I'm so grateful to be back, back in recovery on the line with all of my fellow visionaries. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Rabia, for sharing. And who else would like to share on this paragraph? Larry. This is Janice. Okay, Larry Kay, and then Janice. Is this Janice in uh, Minnesota? It is Janice. Kim M. Kim M. Kim M. And Kim G. Okay, that should take us out. Um, Okay, Larry Kay, then Janice in Minnesota, Kim M. And Kim G. Go ahead, please, Larry Kay. Uh, thanks so much. Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsible Reader from Chicago. You know, I just, um, I guess what I would share this morning briefly is uh, I'm so grateful there is a solution. You know, um, you know, for me, what I, I couldn't accept before I came into this program, I spent five years in and out of the rooms, in and out of the rooms, using the tools, working the tools harder. You know, and and they never kept me out of the food for two seconds. I could remember going to two and three and four meetings in a day. Maybe that's going to be my insurance, my relief. And the solution was always in the steps. And when I finally uh, was willing, willingness was a one-person job, and when I was finally willing to work the steps sequentially all the way through that would bring me into a new experience with with the uh, higher power of my own understanding. I didn't get that. That didn't make rational sense to me. But that's indeed what happened to me. And when I worked the steps all the way through, I got exactly what was promised, was I was brought into new a new relationship with my creator, and that was the solution. And that's the very thing that I do today. I live in steps 10, 11, and 12 today. You know, thank God I'm a, I'm a new man. I'm a different person. And if it could work for a guy like me, trust me, it could work for anyone, anyone at all that's willing. But willingness will come from only from you. God will never make you work the steps. You'll never be sprinkled with pixie dust. I never was. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. And Janice, your turn. Good morning. Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Janice. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. But the ex-problem drinker who has found this solution, you know, thank God for the finding of this solution. You know, for someone carrying 
this information to me because I needed someone who was properly armed with the facts about themselves, about themselves. You know, someone who could share with me, not you, 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 but could share their story, say, this is what I have experienced and this is what I have discovered. Here is the solution that has worked for me. You know, I am one of those people who had that allergy of the body but didn't even know it. And when I began to suspect it, I could hardly believe it. I could hardly believe it. Food? Are you kidding me? Food? This food has a power over me? But my experience had proved it out again and again and again. And here was someone sharing with me that very same experience. But then they offered what would be the saving grace, that they had found a power greater than themselves that had proved to be the solution. But freedom was not free, they said. Freedom was not free. It meant that I would have to work these steps as if my life depended on it and that I would have to be vigilant. And you know what? Today, I love that vigilance. I love that structure and discipline. The big book says we alcoholics are an undisciplined lot. <laughs> and I believe that's true, but we have a design for living that works under all conditions. But I needed that understanding that was reached with that other person who had recovered from a seemingly hopeless, hopeless state that I was in. So I'm so grateful that the big book lays it out for us so clearly, so simply, so easily. And if we want it, it's here for us. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice. And if you will each share for it briefly, we can have Kim S. and then Kim G. Hi, this is Kim M., a recovered in Texas, a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. What this, uh, these uh, two paragraphs that we read, the first thing that popped into my mind is that uh, it's so important that we tell our stories. I remember when I was in the disease and I was just just horrible and crazy, I lied all the time. I lied about everything. I lied, oh, I just, I didn't, I haven't eaten all day, knowing that I had just been through a couple of drive-throughs. So um, it, it's just so important because of being able to share your story with people, uh, to me that just saves lives. I mean, it saved my life, you know, hearing someone else tell me and I realized that I wasn't the only goofball in the world. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you so much for uh, this meeting and everyone that's on it. Uh, and you have a good day. Thank you. You too, Kim M. And Kim G., your turn. Hi, Katie. If it's too late, I can just share in the afternoon. It's five up. I'll pass. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, okay. Uh, thank you to everyone who has shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Penny C. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. This is Penny C., recovered compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. 
Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.